Hello, I'm Coach Frank Alaco, and today I'd like to speak to you about self-improvement through accountability. Each summer, I have the pleasure to return to my hometown of New Providence, New Jersey. A visit to New Providence is always special. This suburb of New York City is one of the oldest towns in New Jersey, purchased in 1664 by the Duke of York, and settled by a Puritan colony that arrived in 1720. The centerpiece of our town is the beautiful colonial church founded in 1737 that sits on top of a small hill and is surrounded by the resting place of hundreds of colonial settlers. Almost 300 years ago, our town was named Turkey Town. At Christmas Eve Mass in 1759, the choir was singing Christmas carols when the balcony suddenly collapsed and the men and women crashed to the floor. Incredibly, no one was hurt in the accident, and it was declared an act of providence, and the town was rechristened New Providence. New Providence was a great place to grow up, small-town America at its finest. It's still a place of great comfort for me, with countless memories of Little League baseball games, Pop Warner football, police athletic league basketball games, and of course, the countless summer days spent on the asphalt courts of the community pool. So many memories, too many to count, but one of the greatest was my 11th birthday, when I received my first baseball glove. I had other gloves. But being a family of four boys, our athletic equipment was passed down person to person. My father was a factory worker who worked multiple jobs to provide the best he could for his growing family. It was a significant sacrifice for my parents to provide me with a most special gift, a brand new Rawlings Mickey Mantle baseball glove. I remember my excitement as I swiftly ripped open the wrapping paper to reveal my own glove. The soft leather was snug on my fingers as it encased my hand. I pounded my fist delightedly into the pocket. My happiness and excitement couldn't be contained as I began the countdown to my first baseball game. My oldest brother, Jerry, finally convinced me to take off the glove and led me down to the basement where he showed me how to break in this new leather masterpiece. I loved the feel of that glove as I rubbed it with oil and then finished off my work by placing a ball in the pocket and carefully wrapping it with six rubber bands. With the snow outside melting, the month of fermenting on the nightstand next to my bed was over. It was time to awaken my glove from its slumber. After a couple of weekends of practice, my glove and I were ready for our first game. I put on my Our Lady of Peace uniform with great pride and then sprinted out of the house, jumped onto my bike and rode to the town field behind Lincoln School. After our favorite coach, Mr. Fatute, announced the starting lineup, I assumed my position at shortstop where my glove performed flawlessly. After a great win, I mounted the Black Knight, my Black Schwinn bicycle and rode home, stopping at the center stationary corner store across from the Presbyterian Church. I spent my last nickel on a red licorice roll and walked out of that store gently chewing, relishing the taste of the candy and the great win over Elkwood Estates. When I finally arrived home, 
I put my bike in the tiny outdoor alcove beneath our kitchen and happily ran into the house. My father asked how the game had gone. I told him we had won the game, and as I began to share my fielding exploits with him, it finally hit me, my new glove. I had forgotten my new glove. I nonchalantly departed the kitchen, and then I broke into a quick sprint out of the house. I quickly grabbed my bike and I rode as fast as 11-year-old legs could propel me back to that field. I hopped off the bike. I looked under the bleachers, around the perimeter of the field, and even into the woods. But finally, darkness had taken over. And I dejectedly picked up my bike and began the agonizing mile home to face my father. As I walked in the house and toward the screened-in porch where my father sat, I burst into tears as I told him I had lost my brand-new glove. He was amazingly understanding and sympathetic as he told me these things happen and I shouldn't cry. My tearful outburst ended as I felt better that he was not mad at me. I started to wonder, what model of glove will I be getting to replace this one? I thanked him for his understanding. And he replied, it's okay, son, but that's the last new glove you're ever going to get. Brought back to reality, I sadly walked up the stairs to my room and I thought of the impact of his words. I thought of the sacrifice he and my mother had made to buy me my own baseball glove. I was disappointed in myself for not taking care of that glove. I played three more years of Little League Baseball using a hand-me-down glove before moving on to New Providence High School, where I became an all-state shortstop borrowing my high school coach Paul Miller's glove. To this day, I have never owned another baseball glove, a lifelong reminder of the great lesson I got that day. To take care of my equipment, and in the words of my father, that money doesn't grow on trees. When I was older, I could have purchased a new glove, but I never did. Choosing to be reminded of my parents' sacrifice and the reality that people do make mistakes, but should always be held accountable for their actions. Remember, the first step toward improvement is admitting that you need to improve. Don't take the easier path of blaming others for your failures. Don't blame teachers for your poor grades. Don't blame coaches for your playing time or referees for your losses. Take ownership, assess your weaknesses, and turn them into strengths through your effort and commitment to excellence. And on a final note, I haven't lost any of my possessions since that early spring day in New Providence. I remember my father's words fondly and thank him for the great lesson on accountability taught through the loss of my baseball glove. Keep listening, keep learning, and strive to be your best.